Oh boy, you're really open a great can of worms there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what so, I'm here for. Um, <laughs> I know, it's all good. You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Today, we have a guest that is not a stepmom or a stepdad. <laughs> I hope she's not a stepdad. She is a bio mom. Okay. So why do we have her on here then? Because she is Bobby Wilcox. Woo-hoo. Can't see me, but I'm pumping my hands in the air for you, Bobby. <laughs> Go, Bobby. Go, Bobby. Go, Bobby. Yeah. Bobby Wilcox married to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and so her husband became a stepdad. And... Bobby lovingly refers to her ex-husband as her husband. I know. The first time she said that, I was like, what did she say? I know. Me too. <laughs> because she doesn't like the word ex. Yeah. And she's got some crazy stories to tell y'all. Not really crazy stories. Beautiful stories, we'll say. Because yeah. that's what she refers to them as. Well, she she has had the opportunity to do things that some of us can't do. Like have a good relationship with the ex or have a good relationship with the ex's um, new person. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, just uh, it's great that those people are out there um, because there are people that are like that. They, they want to, or they can, they have the ability to have a, a good relationship with somebody that they were married to and now they're not, or, that person gets remarried or they get remarried and, and the new person in their life, they're able to have a good co-parenting relationship with. Well, let's clarify her husband's first girlfriend. She didn't have the best relationship with, Mm -hmm. but Bobby still made efforts to be kind to her because Bobby has got one of the sweetest hearts Mm -hmm. and one of the kindest souls. Look, I don't see how you can't get along with her. Right. (laughs) I mean, She's just, she's so sweet, y'all. Just makes you want to hug her and make everything better, you know? <laughs> um, she even gave the girlfriend at the time a letter or sent her a card that said, you know, thank you for loving our kids or taking care of our kids. Mm-hmm. And I clarified with her. I said, when you said our kids, did you mean yours and your ex-husband's or your husband's or her and your kids. And she said that she looked at it as her kids too. So she looked at her kids as the stepmom kids too. Hmm. And I know for all the people that's in my nacho group, y'all's head is spinning (laughs) because you don't get it. And I'm there with you. I mean, if I wouldn't know Bobby and know how sweet her heart is and how pure her heart is, I would think this woman is up to something. <laughs> but she really has a different definition of a blended family than most people do. Most people look at it as a blended family is, for example, me and David and my kids and his kids. That's our blend, right? Mm-hmm. Bobby looks at it as her and her husband her husband's significant other and her own significant other and all their kids are a blended family. So she actually is looking at the blend really from the kid's perspective 
because the kids are the ones that have typically have to deal with the two families. Um, they're the bridge between the two. Yeah. And here's something else, y'all. Her husband paid for her, her husband, her and her husband's bio kid to go on an Alaskan cruise with him and his fiance. <laughs> and I think their kids went to, I'm not sure, but I think so. Wow. And she said that when she was on the cruise, you know, you meet people and they go, oh, you know, why are you here? And some people are like, oh, our anniversary or our honeymoon or, you know, whatever. And she said, oh, well, we're here with my ex-husband or my husband and his fiance and her kids and my son with my new husband. And she mm-hmm. said people looked at her like she was crazy. Yeah. But that's when she decided to write her book. And what is the title of that book? Reconciled. Hmm. Now, see, when she said that her and her husband reconciled, I thought she meant that they got back together. Well, tell me this then, because you often say, <laughs> if they can get along that good, then why do they even get divorced? Or they should just still be together. Right. So I'm supposed to tell you why they're not still together? No, I'm just wondering how you how do you feel about that type of lifestyle when you're typically coming from the position of, well, if things were working out that great, then why did you get divorced? Well, she didn't reconcile with him until years and years later. Right. So it wasn't like, oh, a year after they split up, they're friends again. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like that. But from my situation and my experience, I don't ever see this happening with me. (laughs) I have no desire to see it happen. It's not a dream of mine. It's, would be a nightmare. <laughs> well, it's like anything else. It, it's only successful when everybody that's involved have the same goals, the same outlook and things like that. When you're completely opposite, you can't do that. Oh, I almost forgot. Her new husband went to work with her husband at the family business for a year because they got along so well on the cruise. Wow. This yeah. is going to be a story here. So Bobby started a business, and her business is to teach parents how to co-parent. Mm, good. So if you want to learn how to co-parent with your ex, we will be glad to send you Bobby's information because David and I, neither one, have had that experience. Nope. Now, we can tell you to be kind, and we can tell you suggestions you know, don't be hateful to them and things like that. Or use, what is it, the family wizard that tells you, puts the little face if you're being ugly and su- <laughs> suggests things you should change. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's not that David and I were necessarily hateful and ugly and mean to our exes. It's just we did not have this type of relationship that Bobby has had with her husband. Yeah. I mean, Bobby's experienced it. She's and, lived it. And she has I'm going to say, go ahead and say it. The most unique blend that I've ever heard of. Hmm. Hey, think about it, David. Have you heard of anybody else that this is their scenario? Because no. we did have one lady in the academy that got along with the bio mom, mm-hmm. but that didn't last. No. I mean, not that they hate each other, but they not like this. They wasn't going on a cruise together. No, that's that's out there. Yeah. I mean, even if I would have had a good relationship with my ex. I think you would have come into um, the marriage with me and been like, I don't understand this. And no, you're, this is not going to happen. 
Yeah, I, I would have been like, well, if y'all get along that good, then y'all need to be married. Exactly. That's what I was saying earlier. But now, okay, say we've been married five years. Mm-hmm. And you and your ex started getting along to the point that y'all could talk about the kids and it not turn into her trying to one-up you or anything like that. Yeah, but nah, she wouldn't be hanging out at my house. No. And we do have people that we know that they got along with the bio mom. Like I said, it just depends on the people that are involved in the relationships. It depends on, I think, how the relationships ended. I mean, you know, you can do, you can do a lot of damage during that time when the relationship is ending, or you can not do the damage, which can set yourself up to have some kind of amicable relationship later. And some people honestly are better friends than they were ever spouses. <laughs> right. So Bobby is a very special guest. We think very highly of Bobby. And so we want you to hear what she's got to throw down. <laughs> See if you're going to pick it up. <laughs> oh, boy. Did that not sound good? That sounded amazing, honey. There you go. So shout out to Bobby. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Let's uh, get to listening to Bobby Wilcox. But first, hear a word about the Academy. There is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle step family challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit NachoKidsAcademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's NachoKidsAcademy.com. Today, we have Bobby Wilcox. Hey, Bobby Wilcox, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Lori? Good. I guess you're always going to be Bobby Wilcox to me, not just Bobby. <laughs> that, that works. Bobby Wilcox works. So, Bobby, you're not a stepmom, right? That's correct. I am not a stepmom. I'm a biological mom. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You're one of them evil people. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on your perspective. <laughs> exactly. But your husband is a step parent to your kids. Yep. He's a stepdad. Or we call him bonus dad in our family. Do you call him bonus dad? Yeah. My kids call him bonus dad. Well, that's good, though, that the kids call him that, not that you just uh-huh. call him that. Right. Yeah. In our family, that's they're all referred. We have bonus grandma, bonus grandpa. Yep. And even now, bonus great-grandma, bonus great-grandpa. <laughs> That's neat. A lot of times we'll see people say, well, I'm the bonus, you know, parent or whatever, bonus stepmom. And it's funny, though, because they are giving themselves that title. The kids aren't t- saying that. They're saying that about themselves. Well, honestly, I think we started it and then they they liked it. And they're like, yeah, because they were teenagers when... My husband and I married. So yeah, we they just call him by his first name, but they refer to him as that. Yeah, that's my bonus dad. So how old were they when you got married? When we got married, um, my son was uh, 16 and my daughter was 14. And how long had you been um, divorced from your previous husband um, before you got in this relationship? Three years. So it had been a little while. Right. I was divorced three years. I divorced in 2000, and then my husband and I married in 2005, 
but we we were together and lived together for two years prior to that. Okay, so you lived together two years before you got married? Yep. A lot of times we see people that do live together before they get married, but once they get married is when like the trouble starts. Um, yep. But also that's year two to three of the blend, which we know is the rockiest for most people. Right. So did you experience that within your blend or was everything just hunky-dory? No, nothing. It was not hunky-dory. <laughs> <laughs> so when my husband and I first got married, we actually lived in Colorado. So the kids flew out here, were flying back and forth to visit me out here. And they flew out here for the wedding and, and things. And, uh, you know, it, I don't know if it's, I think it's a combination of both now that I think about it. But um, being teenagers and, um, you know, new stepdad or whatever, bonus dad, uh, they refused to stop flying back and forth. And my husband (laughs) said, I'm not going to make them come out anymore. If they don't want to fly out there, then I'm not going to make them come. And so that was a big ordeal in uh, between us. And I even went back and looked at attorneys and you know, should I even, you know, pursue this? That's not right. He can't do this, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so um, I prayed about it because I'm very, uh, very strong in my faith. And I just got to leave it, leave it alone, let it go. And that things would all work in the long run, whatever that meant. And looking back on that, I can see now that that was, it all worked out perfect. Right. It was perfect. Well, let's clarify um, for our listeners. What is a husband? <laughs> so instead of an X, I don't uh, like the negative connotation on the X. So we call husband or wife. I mentioned that to people. They go, wait a minute. What? What did you say? I like that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of makes it fun, right? The husband. <laughs> right, right. What custody arrangement did you have with your kids? You said that they would fly out to see you. Yeah. Yeah. When I left... Uh, before I left, uh, the kids lived with their dad and came and stay with me every other weekend. And then when I moved to Colorado, um, was going to work that out too. And that didn't end up happening. So then the kids just came, you know, like once a month or for holidays or whatever to come and visit. But then, like I said, it got to the point where they didn't even want to come out and visit for the holidays. And, you know, both my kids are adults now. Uh, My daughter is uh, 28 and my son is uh, going to be, he's 30. And so I went back and I asked my daughter, can I ask you a question? Why? I'm just curious. Why would you want to come out, you know, and visit? And she said, you know, I really don't, I really don't know why we didn't want to come out. We just didn't feel like flying out there. wasn't, because of Jeff or, or anything that's my husband's name is just that we just didn't want to. And then here's another thing, Lori, too, which I hope that we can talk a little bit about this is that they heard so much negative downplay from my husband and his partner that it really did make an influence on them as teenagers and, and um, had hurty feelings. And so, I just kind of put that out there for, you know, parents to talk up about their husbands or their, their the other parent 
um, because it really does impact kids. And, you know, obviously my kids, they're adults now and they can think for themselves and they see both sides as they get older because they have relationships and they have been in. And so they understand a whole lot, lot more, a lot more mature with relationships. So they see and understand, but looking back for them, they share how hurtful that was for them for, um, you know, the, their dad and his girlfriend or partner, cause they weren't actually legally married, but when they talked bad about me, that, that really hurt them. Right. Now you said you had, um, every other weekend before you moved. It's rare that we hear about the moms having every other weekend. It's usually the dad. Was that something that your kids preferred? Yeah. Nope. Um, that is interesting that you bring that up because for years I have looked at myself as that I was the bad person. God was punishing me. I should have it because whenever I would tell people, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a single mom and, you know, I have my kids every other weekend and they're like, what? How come you don't have your kids? What happened? You know, obviously they jumped to judgment about, oh, yeah. What did you do there, Bobby? Yeah. What is why doesn't she have them? And, you know, I went back to court. Originally, my husband and I had an arrangement where they were going to live with him for two years and then live with me the other two years. And he would take care of them financially while I got back on my feet, got my career going, so on and so forth. And then when that was to take place, then they would come live with me. Well, once the girlfriend, you can, I always, I call her the girlfriend. <laughs> when she was involved in the picture, that all changed. And then he wanted, um, them full custody and I said no so we went back to court and in that court custody the judge they the kids were already living with their dad for like a year and a half coming back and forth to my house of course um, and so the judge just said nope they're just gonna stay with their dad and keep it the way it is and I said well what about this agreement that he and I had verbally yeah, that doesn't hold up in the court of law because it wasn't written. So, um, so it stayed that way. Um, yeah. So I don't know why. For me, as as personal growth and spiritual, what I learned from that lesson was I feel that was a time that God gave me for me to focus on me, and because that's when I decided to go back to school. That's when I went and got uh, back into my master's in spiritual psychology. And, and it's so beautiful how it, it all worked out because the, the weekends that, cause I drove from Las Vegas to Santa Monica, California to do my schooling um, once a month. And it just pretty much every month it worked out where it wasn't my weekend. So it, it worked out beautifully. And um, had I had the kids, I don't think I would have been able to put the time, energy, and focus on going back to school and, and completing that piece, which has led me all the way to where I'm at today. So I feel that that was part of a plan that God had, the bigger picture that I didn't know or understand at the time. Right. Now, why do you think things changed when the girlfriend came in the picture? Do you think that she was pushing your husband to get custody of the kids and not send them to you for the two years? And if so, was it because she loved your kids or because she just didn't want you to have them? 
those are good questions. I think you would have to ask her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just we asking her. Do, should yeah. we do a three-way? <laughs> yeah, let's get her on here. I got no, some questions for her. her. <laughs> no, um, you know, I, I just, from my own growing process and learning process and that, um, I just feel as, as I've come to know who I am, I've become more secure in who I am and what I believe in, what I stand for. And I just feel that maybe at the time in her life, there was her own insecurities in her relationship, in her life, whatever that is or was for her. And I, I see from a different perspective that that could, I was probably a threat, that she considered me a threat. And I've had conversations with my children, um, adults now, about that. And they said, yes, definitely, Mom, they, that she at the time saw me as a threat to, um, to her relationship with my husband. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that um, from my experience in life, wisdom, right? Here's that wisdom, the older we get, hopefully the more wiser we become. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, when when moms, both stepmoms and biological moms, when they are are confident and secure in who they are and in their relationship with their partners, then that others get in the way. That other, you know, think that stuff that happens between women, you know, like I was sharing with you earlier, the cat. <laughs> Yeah, there she is. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> when that when that isn't there, you know, they can be co moms, you know, and work together um, because the whole focus is the kids, right? That's mm-hmm. the kids, whether it's you know the stepkids or their own kids, um, and then both of them too. You know, there's both. There's the you know, okay, maybe her kids live with them, and then the stepkids come back and forth and visit you know it's just different for every family dynamic obviously but yeah I just really have found for my own and I have let me share an example with you is this okay yes ma'am to share oh great so I wrote this in my book if it is it okay to to share my book I wrote a book about my story and it's basically my life lessons and my learnings from the divorce and through my trans um, my transformation, which made me change and, and see things differently in perspective. But I wrote about that in one of in, uh, my book about how um, one time when I was going through school, spiritual psychology, um, Mother's Day was coming up. And I, I heard, you know, my that inner voice, okay, you know, you need to acknowledge the girlfriend, you know, because she's been taking care of the kids and, you know, and I'm like, nope, nope, not going to do it. He's like, yep, yep, you need to do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so if I'm going to forgive, then I have to put that forgiveness to action. And it was actually one of our, our, um, our practices that we were practicing in school. And so I used this as part of my uh, practice for self personal self-development so I had done a lot of work on forgiveness and um, self-forgiveness and especially with with 
the girlfriend that piece because I had so much pain and hurt in my heart from everything that transpired. So, um, so the other piece was putting action to forgiveness. And so what I did is I got, I knew she liked candles and I went out and bought um, Yankee candle and I got her a card and I wrote on the card, you know, thank you for all that you do and for taking care of our kids and put it in the bag and gave it to her, um, like on one of our exchanges, the kid exchange. And she sent me a, a, a letter in the mail, as when we did that back then, sent letters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she sent me a letter, a thank you card. And she said, thank you so much. This meant a lot to me that you did this. She said, I know how hard this must have been for you to do. And it meant a lot to me. Thank you. And so I think that that peace between us broke the ice. Like it, it just like me acknowledging her for what all that she did in taking care and providing for our kids. She took them to school. She picked them up. She went shopping for them, made sure that they always had whatever clothes that they needed, took them to whatever school activities. I mean, she did all of that on the times that they were with her. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, so I was acknowledging her for that. And so that's my example that if we can step out of that, our own ways, our own hurt and focus on the kids and be appreciative and thankful to each other that makes such a difference and it's so healing and that is a piece that builds relationships. Right. Well, like you said, the forgiveness needed to contain an action. Mm. Now I'm going to give it to you for sending her a letter telling her, you know, thank you for taking care of our kids. Um, Mm. When you said our kids, did you mean her and you or? Yeah. Yeah. Because she doesn't have any children of her own. So I was referring to my children, but there she treated them like her children too. She took care of them. Interesting. Yeah. I don't ever see myself um, being able to refer to my son as our son when it comes to my ex's girlfriends or whatever. Now, I have spoken to one of his girlfriends in the past and thanked her for loving my son. Because I know she loved him and took care of him, but I don't. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I could go to that extreme with it. So here's a beautiful uh, a shift in perception that um, that also part of my story and share with you. So um, my son's college graduation is um, my husband broke up with his long term uh, girlfriend, the girlfriend, and was in the process of seeing someone else and serious about her, the new partner. And um, however, the girlfriend was still invited to come to the college graduation and she did. And um, um, so long story short, in from the college graduation, my, uh, my husband and I actually, that's when we reconciled. It had come to me before that I needed to reconcile with him and I was like, all right, God, if this is what you want me to do, then you need to set it up. You need to put it all together and let it happen because I don't know what to do or how to put do that or put it together. Mm-hmm. And it and he did, and it all was stemmed from the college graduation. So um, from that place, my um, 
my resident and I went and we had a three hour lunch after uh, like a few days after the graduation and it was beautiful. We cried, we laughed, you know, we forgave each other. It was just beautiful. And so in that piece, he shared with me, Bobby, he said, because we talked about the past, we talked about the present and what we wanted to do going forward. And he said, you know, we may not be married, he says, but we are building our heavenly family on earth. And I was like, wow, wow. I mean, talk about a whole different, you know, perspective instead of putting the yours and mine and, you know, but more of ours. Um, because at the time, my husband and I had had our son who was three and um, and and he referred to my husband as uncle. <laughs> nope, you got to call me uncle. I'm your uncle. Call me uncle. So my son, who's now almost 12, has refers to him as uncle. <laughs> Obviously, he knows he's not his real uncle, but that confused him for a long time. But but yeah, the closeness and in that. And um, so, yeah, so that, you know, that's a huge shift that for both of us to, so, you know, my embracing his partner as part of the family and that it's our kids and then him embracing the same too because he really loved our what we called him little guy when he was little and um and really felt that we were all building our our heavenly our family on earth so um yeah now when you say reconciled with your ex you do not mean that y'all got back together no reconciled and yeah you know that's interesting because i i that's the name of my book is reconciled and i found that you know a lot of times people think that reconciled means two people who are married or whatever getting back together but reconciliation is just uh reconciling your relationship the relationship piece um it doesn't mean that you you know you get back together and live happily ever after it's you you make amends you you ask for forgiveness you reconcile the relationship so that there's no longer that that hurt that pain there's forgiveness in all of that and right. that you're able to let that go and move on so you're restoring your friendly relationship not your marital relationship obviously right cuz i i was married and he was i was married to my husband now at the time and he was in the process of uh, getting engaged to someone else. Okay, let's go back to the first girlfriend. How long was she <laughs> in the picture? <laughs> ten years. Ten years? Yeah, ten years. Well, I'm just curious what her relationship was with your kids. Did she jump in and play mom? Did she kind of take a back seat and let your husband handle things? Um, from what my children share with me and my observation from that from a, a you know far perspective because I you know wasn't in it all the time but just from observation from hearing the kids and so forth she tried to be mom and my kids were resentful for that especially my daughter mm -hmm. my daughter was very 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 resistant uh to her and um, she shares with me even today that she didn't like her, never did, never will. And my son um, was the opposite. He ended up having a very close relationship with her. Um, and 
Um, and I could see that from how he talked about her at the time and um, interacted with her, with my son and, you know, kind of went out of her way to do a little bit more things for my son than my daughter, just observation of different things, not making it bad or wrong or right, just it is what it is. Right. And today, um, after they broke up, um, she cut all ties and com- communication with my son and my daughter, which my daughter didn't said she didn't really care, but my son really crushed him, um, broke his heart because he said he felt he had a really close relationship with her. And then all of a sudden she didn't want to be there anymore, like in the relationship that they had. So really it was another heartbreak for him. Right. With that, you know, so obviously he felt close to her and, um, and my daughter didn't. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's different from, I guess for each kid. They have their own whatever relationship with with a bonus mom <laughs> yeah. or bonus girlfriend, <laughs> yeah, whatever she is. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. By this point, your kids were how old when the first girlfriend left? Uh, my son uh, graduated college, um, and so he was in college. He was in college when they broke up. And my daughter was um, junior or senior in high school. When they broke, when things started going stray, she was probably a junior in high school. Okay. Now, what? I know they were older at this point in time, so I'm curious as to their relationship with the next girlfriend that she turned into a wife, right? Yes. Oh boy, you're really opening a great can of worms there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what so, I'm here for. Um, <laughs> I know it's all good. It's all good. You know, it, it, it is. It is what it is. You know, I'm and I again. I take away learnings from everything. You know, what can I learn from this? What you know? What what's helpful? How can I take what I've learned and help others in in that? Um, so again, observation. However, I did have a, a relationship with. Um, and, and honestly, he did marry her, so it was his wife, and they are divorced. Um, so they were married for about seven years mm-hmm. and and divorced, I think, last year. So okay. um, both my daughter and my son loved his was wife. <laughs> my husband's was wife. Hey, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to the flow chart for this. <laughs> Um, and yeah, they really, we all did. And so here's a, here's an, a really beautiful story. Also in my book, that part of my story. So after my husband and I reconciled and we had stated that we want to build our heavenly family on earth. So we took action on that. And basically he's the one, he's all, he was the one who did this. He invited, um, my husband and myself and our little guy at the time to go on an all expense paid that he paid for Alaskan cruise. What? And with, yes, with his fiance at the time. They were because they got engaged in between that time. Um, and then, as you know, they got married because she ended up being his wife and her two teenage kids. So, my 
my son was in college at the time and my daughter was a senior in high school or was she did she go yeah no she was in college too she she was in her first year of college when we went on the cruise and then she the uh his wife fiance at the time had a um like 16 year old son and also uh, a daughter who was uh, first year of college. And um, so we all went on this Alaskan cruise and this was great. So this is where I got, this is where I got my inspiration to write my book. So we're on the cruise, right? And we're having fun and we're mingling with, you know, people on the ship and, Oh, why are you here? Who are you here? Oh, I'm here with, you know, our anniversary or this or that. And so they would ask, oh, well, who are you here? Oh, I'm here with my, you know, my ex and his fiance and her kids. And yeah, we're having a blended family vacation together. And they just look at you like, if you've gone loopy, like, did you just say what I thought you said? You said your ex, you're here. I can't be in the room alone with my ex, let alone be on a family cruise. How how do you do that? And so, you know, we share the story all the time and, and, and people would just go, wow. I just, that is not heard of. You don't heard of that, hear of that every day. So that's when I went, oh, like big light bulb, ding, ding, ding. At the time I was writing a book about, about conscious listening. And then it came to me, this is what you need to write about. So I did after the cruise, I came home and I started writing my book, which is now published called Reconciled. And I wrote about it. So yeah, that's where I got my inspiration from was, hearing people's reactions to that. So where was I going with that on the cruise? Oh, so that, so just saying how we all built, built a family, a relationship with each other, mm-hmm. all of us. And then um, another beautiful piece you like this too is on the cruise, um, my husband and husband got to become friends and it was really cool. Like, so for the years, you know, we'd show up for graduation and birthdays and things like that. Um, but being on the cruise, we really did bond as a family. Um, and, and here's my idea of blended family. So my idea of blended family was your, the, each of the co-parents. So like my family and my husband's family, and we came together. To me, that was what blended family meant. And that's kind of where I got the whole idea of blended family. I didn't know it meant individual step families, you know, to me, mm-hmm. blended family was we're blending our, all of our, all of us, you know, the, 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 the co-parents, the biological parents, all of us. <laughs> um, so that's my idea of blended family. Um, so we are on this ship cruise blending and bonding as a family. and. My um, husband at the time was looking for to change his career, thinking about buying a restaurant. And my husband is a financial planner, has a, a practice, successful financial practice. Um, and so my husband was asking him, you know, do you think this is a good idea? What should we do? Blah, blah, blah. And so they went off and had their, their man time and talked and whatever. And then Come to find out, um, my husband offered my husband a job in the family practice as a financial uh, planner, and he would teach him and share him and with him and help him learn the practice. 
And so my husband jumped on it. And so we were planning on doing this long distance because at the time we lived in South Dakota, Rapid City, and all my family, kids, parents, husband and his family, they all lived in Las Vegas, where is where I'm originally from, Las Vegas, Nevada. And so my um, long distance back and forth, my husband talking and stuff, um, we, my husband and I came together and we prayed about it and we felt that we needed to move to Las Vegas, not just for the practice, the new financial practice that he was going to start learning and doing, but because we needed to be closer to family, my kids, we wanted to, we wanted our son to have a relationship with their brother and sister and not a long distance to really bond. So we took a leap of faith and we moved to Las Vegas. (laughs) We moved into the, my grandmother's trailer in the backyard of my parents' house and lived there for six months until we got things going. And in that interim, um, my husband started um, training and and studying for his license so that he could uh, get his financial licenses and start working for my husband. And he did. And they, my husband wa- went to the office every day for a year. That was their agreement was to, to work together for a year to see how it would go. And then my husband ended up moving on to a different financial firm and so on and so forth. And at the time, my kids, who are adults, both work in the family financial practice in the office too, because my son already graduated and my daughter was going to school and working um, in the family practice. So my husband was going into the office every day, working with my husband and his stepchildren, bonus children. Wow. I guess your ex-in-laws too? Nope. It was just his practice. Oh, okay. I thought it was a family business. It was, he started it. So it was a family business because my husband had the two kids, our two adult children um, work in the family, in the business as well. Um, It was something that was his dream and that's what he wanted to do. And he built it for them. And eventually my son will take over. My son still works for his dad. My daughter's you know, has two children and moved on and, and, um, does, you know, she's a stay at home mom now, but you know, she did at one time work for the family business. And my son still works with his dad. So that is awesome. Partners. Yeah. So when my, when my husband left, it, there was no hard feelings or anything. Cause that was their agreement for a year. And so he moved on and we still continue to, um, come together for like for my 50th birthday when I was up there. Now I told you my age, look out. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> um, he came, to, I went to his 50th birthday celebration party and he came to mine and he's friends with my parents. In fact, he and my dad and my son have like this hot rod classic cars business thing together. And yeah, so it's a very unique story. It is. So you moved back to where your kids were living. Yeah, Las Vegas. We uh, we lived there four and a half years. And then we moved to Colorado, which is where we live now. We've been here three years. But they were already in college or out of college by that point, right? Yes. Yes, my okay. daughter. Yep. 
already was had gra- graduated while we were living there and then started working for her dad. And then she um, was with her partner and she got pregnant. And so our, we have a granddaughter who's four and a half now. And then while we were living in Las Vegas, my son got married to his wife and they have a son and he's 18 months and she's pregnant again. And my daughter just had her second baby. So we are going to have four grandbabies. Can you believe that? Oh my gosh. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. How far away are you from them now? They live in Las Vegas still and I'm in Colorado I go two or three times a year to visit. And here's a really wonderful thing, Lori, is they come here too. So my my son and and daughter-in-law and my grandson came out this summer to visit us. And and then my my parents come out, came out this summer too. And I was just back there when my daughter gave birth to our grandson. I was out in Las Vegas uh, in October for three weeks helping her take care of him um, and helping out and stuff. So, yeah, so we're, we we're take turns going back and forth to visit. We, That's awesome. To, to us, our relationship is, is important. Um, and, yeah, and there's a beautiful story, too, because I didn't always have that relationship with my children before uh, – was before I reconcile with my husband, I reconcile with my children because, you know, I had abandoned them. I left them when I went to Colorado and they shared that with me and they were really hurt. And so I had to go in myself and it it wasn't until I was teaching and you might be familiar with divorce care. It's like Mm -hmm. a a program that's in usually in churches. Have you heard of it? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So I used to be a leader for divorce care and it was when I was the facilitator and leader for that, the group that I realized that I hadn't asked my kids to forgive me and I hadn't acknowledged their hurt and their pain that they went through in all of the divorce and everything. And so I needed to reconcile with them. So I did. I went when they came to visit me one year for Christmas, all of us in Rapid City, I had Jeff take Kieran out for the day and I just spent it with my kids and just opened up to them and talked to them and acknowledged, you know, all the hurt and the pain that they went through. And we cried and I said, you know, I can't go back and change it, but I ask for your forgiveness. And maybe one day you'll you'll forgive me for you know, for the hurt and pain that I've, I've caused you. And I um, mean, they were like, we forgive you. And from, and I, and I, I said, I can't go back and change the past. However, I can right now start today. And I promise to continue to build and work on our relationship and move forward. And I have done that from that day forward. And gosh, that was like back in 2011. Mm-hmm. And so every, I feel that, you know, that's my, my, my top, one of my top priorities, making sure that I continue to build that relationship with my children and now my grandchildren. Right. Now, I'm just curious, what made you move away from them? 
Um, I had a business opportunity in Colorado. I had a business partner that I was working with on a, a business concept. And um, the professor that we needed to talk to with what we were doing lived in Boulder, Colorado. And so we came out to go to visit and um, him and we decided that we needed to move the business to Colorado, which I'm so grateful we did because I realized I love Colorado. I love the mountains. <laughs> and thus, I met my hubby. So, you know, again, another divine plan <laughs> that, that turned out. Um, I was miserable in Las Vegas. I cannot stand the desert. I'm born in Las Vegas, but I don't like it. I don't like living there. I don't like the heat. I, I try to escape up to the mountains and Mount Charleston as much as possible when I live there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I just love the mountains and my husband loves the mountains. And our son was born here and we just were like, you know what? We want to raise our son in the mountains. And both of my children have said, you never know, mom, we might move out there too, because they love the mountains too. And so that's my, my, my prayer. My dream is that one day all my family lives out here. Right. That's awesome. I've been to Colorado a few times and it is gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Yeah. Yep. It is. Just fell in love with the Rockies. Mm -hmm. So you do a lot with blended families. I do. Because of your experience of things that you've learned dealing with your husband's um, <laughs> girlfriends and also with what your husband, um, how he bonded and blended with your kids. So now you help blended families. I do. And there is a different story with that, too. So <laughs> at first, I, I was all about the healing after divorce. Like I started this blog about peace beyond divorce because I didn't know what blended families were. I didn't know there was a term for it or what it was called. I just knew that there was peace after divorce, you know, and, and getting remarried and having family and, and the whole bonding thing that, that our family did. But I didn't know what it was called. And um, when I moved to Co Colorado, um, I was volunteering at Focus on the Family out here. and my daughter just got married and she was married to a single dad who had two cute, beautiful uh, daughters that, so then I became a bonus grandma, right? And right. I fell in love with these girls. We got to bond and everything before and spend time and build a relationship with them before they called me grandma Blobby because my name's Bobby, but the little girl couldn't say, so she called me Blobby, grandma Blobby. <laughs> it was adorable. <laughs> I miss them so much. And um, so my daughter married this wonderful man after we left and I was up here and I was shopping in the bookstore and I saw Ron Deal's book, The Smart Step Family, right? Because mm -hmm. you did a podcast with him too. He's wonderful. Love it. And I was like, this is so great. I'm going to mail this book to my daughter. Well, then my daughter informed me she's getting a divorce. So uh -huh. I was heartbroken. Yeah, I was heartbroken. That family life is hard. Yes. You because know, right? you basically lost two, two grandbabies? 
Yeah, two grand, yeah. two bonus grand granddaughters that I just we all love so much, and I had a good relationship with um, her ex now her husband. <laughs> um, I don't anymore. However, he, you know, I understood his choice that it was too hard uh, for the girls to continue relationships, so we had to part ways. And oh, so heartbroken! I cried, and I, they, you know, they're still on my prayer wall. Right. I still love them, and I still care about them. And they're still on my prayer wall. <laughs> That's why I started Blended Family. That's good. We hear a lot of stepmoms say that if they split up with their significant other, that they still want to be in the stepkids' lives. And mm. I, I see that, but. Also, I do think that it could cause problems because, as you mentioned, um, you know, your daughter's ex said that it was just too much to try to keep them in your life. Yeah, for the girls. He didn't, the girls were heartbroken and he just wanted them to let go and heal and, and not keep that going. I understand that. I respect that. Right. Right. Because it's hard because they have bonded with you, you've bonded with them. But to keep y'all trying to maintain a relationship, then he ends up with somebody else and she doesn't understand why he's taking mm-hmm. the kids to see his ex, ex's mm-hmm. mom. I mean, it's just, it just convolutes everything. Yeah, especially when they're little, uh, four and six at the time and then six and eight when, when they divorced because they dated for a year or so and then they got married and yeah. Yeah, I hate so, that. Yeah, because I, I know that was it's hard. heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And and so I said, fine, I'm going to read the book myself. So I read Ron Deal's book, The Smart Step Family, and I knew in my heart this is what part of my calling was: is to work with with blended families, step families, blended families. And mm-hmm. so I just poured my heart and soul into it. Created a ministry for two years here in Colorado. And um, taught his classes at uh, churches, um, and that's how I started. And then, uh, this just this last year, I realized that not only do the uh, non secular need this, but the secular, you know, mm-hmm. faith based and non faith based, whether they you know go to church or not, everyone needs help with you know the work, and so. I decided to create a business in addition to the ministry <laughs> um, to focus on creating a support system for our blended family. You have your book that you wrote called Reconciled. Yes. You have a website. What's your website? BlendedFamiliesUnited.com. And then you also have your Facebook page. Yes. Which, which is also Blended Families United. And what else you got going on? <laughs> so I'm officially launching the the business Blended Families United uh, t- in January 2020, although I've already got started. Um, and so with all of my work and research and everything that I've been through and experienced and helping blended families. I also counsel. I do counseling. I do heart-centered spiritual counseling. I'm a registered psychotherapist in the state of Colorado, 
and I do counseling and mentoring with step couples and single moms and moms and mm-hmm. and all of my work that I've been doing, I've come to realize that the key in step families, blended families, is moms. And I call them blended family moms, moms because they could be as we both chuckled before, biological mom, the ex, or mm-hmm. stepmom, or a single mom, because right. more than likely the single mom will end up remarrying or marrying for the, you know, into with her kids and they become a step family. Whether right. they're widowed, I've worked with, with women who are widowed too, you know, and so they're looking to get remarried again too. So, um, and so blended family moms. So I've come to find that that is the heart. Moms are the, the heart of the family. They're the, where the nurturers, we're the caretakers. We're the ones that are trying to help our families, you know, with whatever we can. We usually put them first before ourselves. We want everything to be right and perfect, right? Does that sound mm-hmm. familiar? Yeah. And, and so I decided to create a um, mom circle, which is um, to, to help unite moms in sistership. I don't know if you're familiar with sistership circles. They're like Mm-mm. a huge movement all across the globe, bringing women together in circles to create unity, to create uh, a place where they can come and talk and share and be heard and be loved and and be acknowledged for their own, you know, their divine self, who they are, authentic, and to build community and communication. And so I, I had, I just did my first mom circle this last weekend, and it's so beautiful and empowering how um, powerful, how moms, when they feel they're in a safe and sacred space where they can just open up and talk. It's mm-hmm. amazing. It is so beautiful. So that is one of the, the, the components, the heart piece of my company that I'm, I'm starting here in the springs. And then event, eventually I'll do virtual mom circles. That sounds awesome. I know you're excited about it. I'm so excited. It's like everything just has, like I started to go one direction with everything because I'm a registered psychotherapist. I also work for a doctor. We we do parental responsibility evaluations, no coincidence, haha, where families, <laughs> parents, you know, divorce and they have custody battles. And so I go in and help cut with, with the parents and the, you know, custody battles. I'm behind the scenes, but Dr. Downey, who I work for, she she does those and we, they do, you know, um, evaluation for the kids and where do they go? Do they stay with mom? Do they go to dad? What are recommendations? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's really heartbreaking to see these families being torn and broken. And I mean, divorce is already one thing, but then when there's a tug of war going back and forth, you know, between co-parents, um, it's just, uh, so do, um, does where you work, do they decide and go to court and say their recommendation on who the kids should stay most with or what the visitation schedule should be like and things like that? Um, 
So what happens is the judge orders a PRE, parental responsibility evaluation, here in the state of Colorado. They may call them some, uh, they're similar, but different in different states. Um, so the, the parents can't decide, well, I think I would be the best parent to take care of this. No, well, I am, or, you know, and they back and forth. And so they can't, they can't decide. And so the judge will order a PRE to, to have a neutral party come in and evaluate both parents and mm -hmm. the children with each parent separately and in the home environment, outside of the home environment, and then make recommendations. And then the judge usually goes with that, those recommendations, and then it's court ordered. Right. And it's only because the parents can't come to the to agreement for themselves, between themselves. Right. Now, I know um, in South Carolina, we have guardian ad litems. Is that kind of the same thing? What is it called? A guardian ad litem. Um, oh. I believe that most of them are attorneys that... Ah go and sit with the families, like you said, um, with the kid at one house and the kid at the other house to see what's the best environment. And then they give their recommendation to the judge. Yep. That's similar. Let me ask you this. I'm just curious. Do you see where in your line of work that people's own past, their own personalities sway them more towards one parent than the other? You mean for kids, um, from a kid's perspective? Yeah, so for instance, if I was, whatever you called them there, or a guardian ad litem here, and mm -hmm. I went and saw the kid at the dad's and everything was fine, and I saw the kid at the mom's and everything was fine, there was like really nothing that stood out to me that one was better than the other, but I just seemed to like the mom better. So my recommendation would be towards the mom just because personality wise I liked her better professionally from a professional perspective that's not supposed to take place right. on a on a human level I'm sure that could probably and does probably take place and see that's what scares me about the whole system even with judges mm -hmm. it's their own personal opinion and they are people you can't take the person out of them no, you can't. And that's, that's, you know, that was one of my uh, heartbreaks about going to court was because that judge doesn't know, um, doesn't know, I have a beautiful story to share with you if you want to hear, but uh, not about yeah. me, about, about one of my, my um, blended families that I have uh, taken my classes and then work with. Um, the judge doesn't know what's best. The parents know what's best because they know the kids. Mm -hmm. um, and a good example of that. So here's a really beautiful example of, of that. So I have a, a couple that I have, uh, like I said, gone through my classes and done some work with. And they um, uh, were engaged to get married. And the, um, the mom or the woman was going to be a stepmom. Her soon-to-be husband, they're married now. So her husband had a son. He wasn't married to... To, to the baby mommy, but he uh, still had a relationship where he, you know, they took turns and, and co-parented. Um, so they were engaged to get married. And I don't remember if this is before or after their wedding. I think this was 
this was this was right after they got married. So a lot of stuff they had a lot of issues with with um with biological mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um she, you know, made things up when they ha- they actually had and they called it something else like um it wasn't a PRE but it was close to that. Um and also here in the state of Nevada and they had an evaluation um, and so they were each interviewed and biological mom was interviewed and this person, uh, woman came in and interviewed the mom and then she came over and interviewed the couple that I had been working with, you know, and then, and, and then sat with the son and his mom and then sat with my friend, my couple friend and them together. And so she, she they went back and forth and back and forth and, um, um, they, she finally wrote a report and brought it up. And, um, I remember I was in a uh, vacation during the summer a couple of years ago and she, she texted me and shared this with me. It was so amazing. She said, Bobby, she said, um, she said that report didn't come back the way we wanted it. It leaned everything in favor of the biological mom. And she's and she, my the late young lady I worked with, she was just heartbroken. How could this be? Couldn't she see that she manipulates and does this and she's and she's so bad and she's blah blah and you know, going on and on. She goes, And I don't know what we're gonna do and and I said, No, there's there's something with this. I said, Don't give up. I said, just, you know, keep praying about it, keep praying for her because that, you know, is in church. I knew them from church. And I said, mm-hmm. just keep keep a, a strong positive outlook there's something I really feel that God has something in plan with all of this for some reason I don't know what it is we just have to keep praying in faith that that it's going to happen something's going to good out of it's going to happen so later on I uh, she let me know that on her way to do an exchange with you know picking up and this is how bad it was the exchange took place in front of a police station. Mm. Because the biological mom was so, ah, you know, about whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to go into a lot of details, but, you know, that she wanted to have the exchange take place in a, in a, um, in front of the police station. So my friend and my couple, they were on their way to go and pick their son up from the biological mom child exchange, um, tent time and on the way there um my friend said she just prayed really hard like god i want a miracle now something's got to change just let it happen (laughs) and Mm -hmm. she said i just she all the way there she just kept saying this and saying this and saying this she got to in front of the police station they got out of the car and they started to you know get their stuff and put it in the car. And then they just kind of had this conversation with the biological mom. And she had a girl, a boyfriend, the biological mom had a boyfriend. So he was standing there too. And so the four of them just started this conversation. Then they started talking about this evaluation that was done and the biological, you know, I didn't think that that was really fair. They weren't, they weren't good. They didn't do this on the evaluation. They said you were that and this, and I don't agree with that. She, and she said, the young gal, a couple said they that the biological mom just kept going on and on how how the evaluation wasn't fair in their favor, not in her favor, but in their favor, and that nobody knows their kids 
knows their son like they do. They should be the ones to find out and, and make a plan of what's best for their their son, not some stranger who comes in and does an evaluation. They all agreed on that. And right then and there, they all decided they were going to start meeting at Starbucks. They were going to, they agreed on the school. They, they agreed on the visitation and everything right then and there in the parking lot. And it, and then they went to mediation like weeks later to confirm and have everything legalized. And the other day, she, now this is like a couple of years ago. The other day she texted me and she said, or she called me and she said, Bobby, she goes, I am on my way to do a, to have a pedicure with um, biological son's mom. And I went, really? And she said, things are so different and we get along so well now. And she said, I just had to share that with you because you know our history and what's been going on. So I believe that things can change and miracles can happen. I, I've witnessed it with families in addition to my own. Right. That's amazing. I'm glad that they were able to work that out. Yeah. Right then and there. They decided just to get rid of that evaluation, that the legal evaluation they had done and come together as a family, all of them, all four of them, which mm-hmm. I call blended family. and and do the co-parenting, figure out visitation, right? You know, who's going to do what, when, where, how they were going to do it, you know, school, what are they going to do? Okay. We're going to put him in this school because he's closer to whatever it was, you know, mm-hmm. that is great. That really is great. And now they have an hour's baby and the biological mom has a, a, a baby with her boyfriend. So <laughs> the family's grown. <laughs> yes, it has. It sounds like it. That is great. Well, Bobby, it has been awesome having you as a guest on our podcast, and I'm so glad that you have taken the opportunity and started helping blended families because you have a lot of information and a lot of knowledge, and you've got a great heart to help people that are struggling. Thank you, Lori. I appreciate that. And hopefully we can have you back on at some point in the future. I would love that. That would be a wonderful blessing. And I also want to say thank you for all that you do too, and not your kids um, and you and, and David, the, the, what, the work that you do there is incredible. And I have you on my website and I refer, you're one of my resources that I first referred to my family to too, because I think what you guys are doing is really important. And I know firsthand that the work that you do with families works. Because my husband did the same thing with my uh, kids, and it worked. He took a back mm-hmm. seat, just like he did with the nacho. He nachoed my kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he, he did. He took a back seat, and he just loved and supported me. And, you know, he, you know, when they asked him, he gave them, you know, his input. Um, but he didn't try to come in and, and tell them what to do or or be a father or anything like that. He just kind of took a backseat for uh, several years. And now they come to him and they talk to him like, like you're, like you were sharing with your kids, uh, you know, their best, how do you describe you and they best friend? That's how Mm -hmm. my kids think of my husband too, as, as a best friend. So it works. 
It does work. It does. What you do, it does. It works. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And um, tell people one more time how they can find you. And I will put it in the show notes how they can find you as well. They can find me at blendedfamiliesunited.com or Facebook is Blended Families United. And then you've got the website for your book, right? And my website for my book is my name, which is bobbybrookswilcox.com, B-O-B-B-I, Brooks, B-R-O-O-K-S, Wilcox, W-I-L-C-O-S.com. And now that's where you can find my book. We're called Reconciled, or it's on Amazon. Yes, Amazon. I love Amazon. Let's not talk about Amazon. (laughs) Gotta love Amazon. Yeah, gotta love Amazon. (laughs) That's another podcast, right? Yes, it is. (laughs) Well, thank you again, Bobby, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Lori. Bye-bye. Bye. I can't wait to meet Bobby in person. Me too. Not sure when that's going to (laughs) happen, but it will happen at some point. Of course. I am posting in the show notes links to her book and her website, Mm blendedfamiliesunited.com, and her Facebook page. Yep. Yeah. She's got a very unique talent and gift in that area. Right. And we're teaming up with her and some of the packages that she's offering for her customers that choose to join her Blended Families United program. Yep. Because like we said earlier... You need help co-parenting? We ain't the ones. <laughs> no, we do cope parenting. <laughs> yeah, we do cope parenting. We have you cope with it. I can teach you how to parallel parent all day long. <laughs> I'm a master at that. Uh, yep. Well, David. Well, Lori. I need your help. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Since you do my website and all, <laughs> we've got to come up with another contest for podcast reviews. Okay. I'm not quite sure what I want to do yet, but I got to get you on the ball to get the website page ready so people can go leave the reviews and enter for whatever the surprise might be. All right. I can make that happen. So so it's not going to be like last time. It's going to be something different as the prize, prize is. Okay. Okay. Well, whatever it is, I can set it up and make it happen. You the man. But the reviews are great. Just ask people for a review. Y'all, we need reviews on the <laughs> podcast. Because that is what helps other people find us. Mm-hmm. And don't ask me how, because I don't know none about that stuff. I just know that David says we need podcast reviews. Yeah. Well, when they leave a when they leave a rating, because there's rating and reviews. That's, and we want a five-star rating. Yeah, it's kind of two separate things. Which whoever that is out there, whoever you might be, that left us a raving review and then gave us four stars, <laughs> you killed us. You Now we can't have a five-star <laughs> total it's now 4.9 so whoever you are go change that i don't actually i don't even know if you can change them but anyway i just thought that was that was mean (laughs) they didn't do it to be mean maybe they're one of these people that think nothing can be perfect and that five is perfect maybe i don't know but anyway don't do that to me (laughs) i saw the four star and i was like well i wonder what you know what they're uh leaving as constructive criticism and i went and read it and i'm like this is a fantastic review. Why is it only four stars? But um, anyway, it does help uh, people to find us because it does uh, cause the podcast to be found easier when somebody's typing in step family or blended family or whatever. When these search engines that are part of the podcast go out and look, it you know it grabs those things, those podcasts that are getting higher listens, higher uh, reviews and ratings and all that stuff. It grabs all that and puts it at near the top. So that's why we always ask for 
ratings and reviews. And where can they leave a review? Anywhere that you listen to your podcast, you can leave a review. However, the ones that get the most attention, I would say, would be uh, Apple Podcasts. Which used to be iTunes. Right. Uh, And Spotify and Stitcher. Those are the three that get, I think, the most, um, that do the most good. And when we start our challenge, our podcast challenge again, there will be a form that you need to fill out saying where you left your review and what the review said. Yep, just so we can verify it. Yeah, and with your email address so we can know how to get in touch with you if you are chosen as a winner. Yeah. So. I think what it is, though, it's not that you want reviews. I think you just like the contest because every time we have a contest, you get all giddy. I think you like doing it. I think you like giving stuff away. Yeah, I do. And I really enjoyed spinning that wheel <laughs> for the last one. We'll have to do a live spinning this next time. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was awesome. I felt like it was the Wheel of Fortune gone bad. Yeah. So, yeah, I do. The Wheel of Fortune gone bad? Well, bad in a good way. <laughs> you know? You know what I mean? Yep. All right. So, between now and the next podcast episode, you're going to tell us what the uh, prizes are going to be? Yeah. I'm thinking. Can you tell? Yeah, I smell it. David, <laughs> what do you think that a prize should be? I don't know. Um, depending on when this comes out, maybe a six-pack roll of toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a good one, David. <laughs> that was a good one. Well, this is coming out April the 3rd, so on April the 10th, we'll let you know what the prizes are going to be. Okay. It may be a six-pack of... Angel Soft Double Roll Toilet Paper. Yeah. Or oh. some hand sanitizer. <laughs> or some Chef Stable Beans. <laughs> <laughs> There's no telling. There you go. <laughs> We're kidding. Those aren't going to be your prizes. <laughs> but we can assure you, your prize will not be a flight or a cruise anywhere. Some people will be like, you know what? I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, like your sister just getting ready to go on a cruise. No, I'm talking about the hand sanitizer or toilet paper. Uh, yeah. like, I don't know why you're changing that. That'd be great. I'll take some. Or some of David's famous butt wipes. That should be a thing. David's famous butt wipes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. I want you to get some made for me. I wonder if I can do that. Dude, that would cost a fortune to get a, you know, a template made and all that. I don't know. You know somebody that does it. If y'all know anybody that can make me a package for butt wipes that says <laughs> David's famous butt wipes, <laughs> please contact me at Lori at nachokids.com. Well, I mean, you can have a bobblehead made of yourself, so why can't you get your own butt wipes? Okay, I'm going to look into it. No, don't come home tomorrow and ask me what I did all day because I'm going to say I look for oh, David's gosh, famous no, butt wipes. Don't waste your time on that, please. <laughs> Spend more time helping other people than thinking about my butt. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah, that's that would be that'd be a good birthday present or Christmas present. So I got a couple months. Uh so now I know what I'm getting for Christmas. I'm getting David's famous butt wipes. You know what would be good is to do that for your family Christmas party. Oh yeah. Well, you know they have those dude wipes. hmm I was looking at those the other day because, you know, the whole toilet paper thing going on. Mm-hmm. And they have one that's like minty. And I just started laughing. Because I'm thinking, if you had like a raw butt <laughs> for some reason, mm-hmm. and you put some kind of minty butt wipe on there, I don't sound like it would feel good. It may not. 
No. But I'm glad they're thinking about the freshness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Y'all, so sorry. This quarantine stuff's killing me. And <laughs> <laughs> you started good yet. I know. We're just in the throes. Imagine what next week's going to be like. Who knows? Who knows? We'll make the best of it. No. Yep. That's right. I can think of no other person I'd rather be quarantined with. Yeah. Are you going to work tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, thank you. What? Hey, can you take Jackson? No, absolutely not. He needs to intern. No, he's been around all these funky kids at school. He's probably got the virus. No. Y'all can stay home and y'all can pass it back and forth. Oh, wonder if he'll give me a hug. I don't know. I'm going to work where there's no people. <laughs> yeah. You're infested Russians. <laughs> All okay. Right. Yeah. You done? I, I'm done. All right, good. I was done at the beginning. Could y'all not tell? I don't know. I am going to be thinking about the prizes, though. Hey, one of them could be an autographed picture of David. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh lord that's not funny <laughs> it I, is hilarious i think it's a good one okay <laughs> we're gonna see i'm gonna go on a facebook page right now and i'm gonna put a poll and ask people here's what i'm gonna put if you had a choice of winning the following prizes which one would you want a autographed picture of david a roll of toilet paper or <laughs> a bottle of hand sanitizer and we're gonna see which one wins well i bet you that one person will vote for me. <laughs> you can't vote for yourself. All right. Uh, maybe nobody will vote for me then. And I'm blocking. But why are you putting me up against toilet paper and hand sanitizer right now? That's not fair. Because that that's was... like saying, would you rather have a, a brick of gold? <laughs> would you rather have a picture of David? It's autographed. Oh, I thought you would think you were a brick of gold. I am a brick of gold. You don't think you're worth more than hand sanitizer and toilet paper? For you, to you, I am, but no, nobody else cares. I don't know. Remember, we got these gigolo followers waiting for me to die. Well, there's probably a few people that would love to see you go away. Yeah, quite a few. But that don't mean there's anything for them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. I'm going to do the poll on Facebook. Oh, boy. Here I we am. go. All right. Everybody run to Facebook and vote for me just to, <laughs> just to prove her wrong. And y'all just remember, the longer this quarantine lasts, the crazier I'm going to get. Oh, my gosh. All right, then. All right. This will be fun. Y'all pray for me. They do every day. Yeah. And if you're not a prayer person, just swing a bunch of incense around or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, that is our show for today. Catch us back here next week when you hear Lori say, <laughs> David, they picked your picture over butt wipes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Have a good evening. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.